Welcome to another episode of Said Your Nan, a podcast tackling the stigma of men's mental health. Proudly presented by On The Men Charity. My name is James. And my name is Stuart. We're just two guys that got together to raise awareness on men's mental health. During these episodes, we will talk about important issues facing men and their mental health. We are by no means professional and the opinions in this podcast are our own, but please feel free to join in the conversation. Each episode will see us discuss different topics to help everyone better understand the ways that men deal or don't with their mental health. Overall, our aim is to get people talking. Good afternoon, James. How's it going? Good evening. I am. Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been a been a bit of a nightmare day, but we'll get into that. So, uh, but how are you doing? Let's talk about you first before I start depressing everybody. Um. Hmm. What have I been doing? What have I been up to? This week, I've been, well, much like you, I suppose, as part of it, we've been traveling this week, haven't we? Been mm. work, so we've been, um, we've been to Leeds and we did. somewhere else. London, somewhere we were else? in. Yeah. London, that was it. Leeds and London this week, which was good fun. Um, it has been hot, very hot. Some may say too hot, and I don't cope very well with the heat. So, um, yeah, dodgy nights sleeping, very tired human being, but... It's my turn to say I'm off for a couple of days now, which is great. So you get left with the baby as such. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Actually. I can. I've got my big boy pants ready to go, so I'll be fine. It's not a problem. <laughs> You're in continental pants. Yeah, that's right. That's the nappy. Yeah. Only wear it at night yeah. times. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, do. do. Um, <laughs> other, other than that, uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. This week's been all right. Um, looking forward to this weekend, Father's Day. So, you can find out what's going on there. See what surprises I've got in store with me for me. Absolutely, going to a cat cafe. I know that at least, anyway. Um, and yeah, that's it. That has been that has been the excitement of my week. What about you? So, come on, tell us all about your wonderful well, and interesting diabolical day. So, so before I do that, right, let's let's just <laughs> relish in the fact that I got to spend a night in a hotel room in Leeds this week, and it was pure bliss. While the rest of the world was suffering with 31 degree heat, I had the air conditioning turned down to 16 degrees, and I had the best night's sleep I've had in ages. So uh, just, just, just to rub that bollocks. one in a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm also really disappointed in you. Why? Well... Are you not going to explain to our uh, listeners how you lost both your little toenails? Well, no. <laughs> That's why I kind of glossed over that. Is that not? Is that not? That's kind of... Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, I forgot about it. So, all right. I may have glossed over the fact that on Saturday, you and I walked, uh, remind me, 27 miles? <clears throat> 20, 27 miles. 27 miles across the coast of England, which was lovely. But... Stupidly, I decided to do the walk in effectively what could only be considered brand new razor blade shoes. Um, so by about, <clears throat> by about mile, no, 20, 17, You were feeling it by about mile 12. And then, you know, well, I don't know if you were feeling that or more the need to have a crap, but. Um, yeah, it was more that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the yeah. pain side of it was kicking in sort of just before Dim, uh, just before Dungeness. Yeah. And um, then when we got onto the. The beach that you failed to point out was like five miles long, walking along, 
stone pebbled beaches where my feet were already basically well, numb as anything. Um, something happened. One of the blisters must have just exploded on my little toe. Um, and it was just almost impossible to walk. And we still had like a mile and a half to go. Um, but yeah, so that was mine. And then over the last couple of days, as I've slowly been able to regain walking again, and when I, that's not an exaggeration, I've not been able to walk for nearly a week, not properly. Um, last night, both of my toenails detached themselves from my toes. So now I have each toe, each small toe on both feet are toenailless. So yeah, thanks for that, Dave, mate. Appreciate you uh, inviting me out for a walk. That's fine. That's fine. I think uh, the the moral of the story is when I told you to wear, make sure you've worn your shoes in before the walk, you probably should have listened. Well, I went on one walk. I mean, is that not wearing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, definitely lesson learned. Anyway, enough of that crap. Anyway, good walk though. Just to point that out, it was out. a good, walk. It was it was a good, good walk. walk. it was. It was a lovely sunny day. Very hot. Um, lovely suntan. Um, but yeah, uh, crippled. So thank you. No, no, you're absolutely welcome. So, uh, so yeah, let me uh, your, uh, <coughs> let you feel let me fill you in on my day, right? So my day started uh, the usual, you know, bit of work, uh, and uh, then I had to take uh, the dog to the vets because uh, he was having a problem with his leg, which then ends up being best part of a thousand pound in a vet bill, um, and that's going to be ongoing. So I don't know how long that's going to be going on for, and when the next uh, massive bill will land on my doorstep. So that's uh, that was good fun. Uh, then I had to uh, do my day's work, then took uh, my eldest to a medical appointment, then took my second eldest to his parents' evening, which was particularly ball, uh, poorly organised. So you, everybody was given, you go online and you book your appointments with the various teachers and you get allocated a five-minute slot with each teacher with a five-minute break in between for you to allow you to move around the school. So I had six appointments, actually got to see two teachers because... The rest of them were all over running. And it's like one of those, I'm standing there waiting and they're gassing away to another parent. It, it times up and I've got to move on to my next appointment. So I'm literally just wandered off, you know, because I don't want to be late to the next appointment. So that was pretty crap. And it, it always um, happens, doesn't it? That always yeah. happens. But I've never known them not to overrun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then we had uh, my youngest uh, welcome evening for her you know moving from nursery into reception so i had to do that as well um and then a dash back to get on here with you guys so uh there we go that's been my rather long day well the sun's still out you sure you don't want to go out and enjoy it you'll be asleep Um, after this won't you (laughs) yeah yeah i'm uh the, the temptation was strong this evening to go, I need really could do with a bottle of red wine tonight, I tell you. But uh, but no, I'm not going to do it. I've got my little Heineken here. Staying off I'm it. I'm all happy. Yeah. Good, good. Good. Wow. I'm all happy. What's the plan for today then? What are we doing? So, uh, we have got a very, very special, special guest with us today. Um because it's Pride Month, so we uh, have invited uh, Steve to come back on the podcast again and uh, have a chat with us and uh, catch up and find out how he's getting on. So, drum roll. Steve, how you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. I'm your, uh, I'm your, 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 your token gay for this month, like <laughs> like every good corporation. Yeah. 
<laughs> They're like, oh, it's Pride Month. Supposed to get the gays on board, I suppose. <laughs> wheel you out. <laughs> yeah. Dust him off. I was going to say yeah. wheel you out of the closet, but I wondered where that would have gone there. <laughs> First of July, like, go on, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm so, how's your well. week been? Let's let's let's. You know, it can't be as catastrophous as our twos. Oh no, I've still got all my toenails. Yeah. Um, so that's for sure. Um, and I I don't have to have the agony of going into school and all that jazz. Um, no, you nearly got arrested probably... last time. To be fair. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but, um, so my week well i mean i always wish i could give some kind of like um interesting answer to this but i really can't uh what have i done this week so I, i've been working um i've been working on uh some stuff for our um cards against humanity night that i host down the pub so i'm kind of looking at stuff for that for the next month um and kind of been organizing or myself uh to get ready for our um the rugby tour at the that we're doing at the weekend in uh swansea so that's about it and i still need to pack oh so i'm a, I'm a very disorganized gay normally they would have had like <laughs> every like five or six bags packed already with outfits and shoes and yeah that's not me <laughs> Well, tell us a bit more about the rugby stuff. Yeah, did you say just when you talk about the rugby stuff? How's how's that going? Um, yeah, I mean, it's I've not been I've not actually been for a little while now um, for one reason or another. But um, the, the the rugby tour obviously is is going on this weekend, and um, I've obviously known about it for a while. But I I, I designed the kit, so I kind of want to see everyone running around in the kit that I designed. Um, just so I can be like, see that? Yeah, that was uh, that was me. Yeah, yeah. I, I just... uh, and also, it's an excuse just to go to Cardiff because, like, you know, I love Cardiff and it's Cardiff Pride this weekend. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I shall be going there with my uh, with my other half. I, I now have another half. Ooh, I know. <laughs> Good James at clutching his pearls. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not why he was clutching. <laughs> He's all like, "Oh my god, I must have the tea, dish, 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 bitch." Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. he uh, he's actually a, a team member on the on the rugby team, but I actually knew him before he joined the rugby. So we've kind of been friends for about a year, maybe longer than a year, and um, we kind of just got on really, really well. And we're really good friends, but it, we just never kind of saw it that way uh and then over the last six months like he's been there quite a lot for me uh, and he's been really supportive and stuff and then so over the six months we kind of got you know our bonds got stronger and stronger and and yeah so now we're uh now we're newly dating we've been dating what three weeks now i think hey so, yeah oh, he's new but, then awesome yeah so it's all it's all going good it's all it's all well he's a he's a, a runner so he does like marathons and stuff like that so when you were talking about losing your toenails yeah he uh he is always losing toenails to marathons and stuff like that so he would understand that pain i don't because i'm a <laughs> to don't go running so you know well you're, you're quite a squeamish person as well aren't you so how does that work for you well i don't want to see him so i'm all no. right now you keep, keep your hooves <laughs> away from me i don't want to see your your toeless <laughs> no feet are gross anyway um but yeah no i think that would i would probably freak out if i took my sock off and realized that there are like four toenails in my sock 
<laughs> especially, <laughs> especially if they weren't yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there they are. <laughs> so, um, ones I've been collecting. <laughs> so, what's your favourite position? Oh God! In rugby, doggy. in rugby, just oh, to right. just to um, yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, because it's touch rugby, it's slightly different, so there isn't. Right <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it just it just gets better. You heard. <laughs> uh, so it's touch rugby, so it's not full because we're because it's an inclusive team. We can't play full like so like league rules say that you can't if you've got any like trans players and stuff like that. You can't play full contact. Okay. So, so we so it's a touch rugby, and I think eventually, if the when the team gets larger we'll probably split off and kind of do a, a a team a and b like one will be touch and one will be full contact um but normally i'm on like the on the outside on the wings are running believe it or not but um mm. it, it's, it's very different like it because you have to stop every time someone touches you and then you have to put the <laughs> you have to <laughs> You have to dump your ball on the floor, and then you have to wait for someone behind you to grab it and throw it next to somebody else. And then they've, they've, you have to go off seven meters and all this jazz. So it's it, it looks very different. But um, my normal uh, favorite position is standing on the sidelines watching with a beer, mm. uh, which is what I intend to do this weekend. Brilliant. Oh, so you um, are you going to any other Pride events or just just Cardiff? What's your what's your plans? Well, we've got um, the, well, the London Pride's on the first of July, but I don't think I'm going to be able to go to that one. Um, but normally, we'll just I'll just do the Norwich Pride. So that's at the end of July. I think it's at the, the last Saturday of July. Um, and because I work with the pub called the Catherine Wheel, and obviously, I'd, like I say, I, I work there. I help them with their posters and I host the night. I'll probably be in the march with them as well as the team as well. Okay. Um, so we've got stuff kind of planned for that, which I obviously can't go into uh, at the minute, but um, I think that'll be quite good. <clears throat> Normally the, the, the turnout in Norwich is quite large. I think last year, I think it was like 10,000 people or something ridiculous. Um, and then you kind of walk through the streets and then end up at the park and then just, you know, they've got like uh, music and beer tents and stuff like that. And everyone just gets absolutely wasted so yeah that's probably what i'll do and believe it or not lowestoft's got a pride this year i've heard which is um odd <laughs> six people and a cat called colin yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you've been to lowestoft haven't you james you uh <clears throat> you know what uh what it's like yeah yeah if you can find a way over the river you're a fucking genius <laughs> Well, they've all got web feet, so of course they can. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I, do you know what? I've been to Lowestoft plenty of times, and I was holding off on making a comment what I think about Lowestoft and Great Yarmouth, and you just went straight in with a web feet. Beautiful. <laughs> Nothing I can say now could be worse. Hey, it's NFN, or normal for Norfolk. Although technically, <laughs> technically Lowestoft's in Suffolk, but, you know. True. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Brilliant. Jesus. Are you going to go to that? Are you going to go to Lowestoft Pride? I don't know, because I kind of feel... I, I don't know. I, I think it would be <laughs> it would be quite weird, because I can't imagine there being many people there. Do you know what I mean? And, and I kind of feel... I don't know how that would be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't Do you feel it would be like, be like sports would... day? Your mum would come along to, to watch you? <laughs> well, I mean, my mum has done that before. She did that in Yarmouth Pride last year. Right. And... Um, so she turns like she's she's there in the 
she was trying to take photographs of the march and stuff and i wasn't there because i didn't get there to a little bit later and of course you go you go to where the after party in in inverted commas was and it's all kind of like cordoned off and you've kind of got like great big um metal railings that are about seven foot high so you kind of feel like you're in like a, a, a prison camp or something next thing i know i can see my <laughs> mum and dad on the other side with their camera and i was like what are you doing i said it's not the zoo so what you turned up for and she was like <laughs> of course she was there i was talking to them for a bit it was really hot kind of like it is now and uh they walked off and i was like oh you know okay there you go i saw my mum and dad that's nice so I went back to my group of friends uh, and then I'm in the pub because where the cornered off area was, there was a pub. So I was in the queue waiting for a beer. Next thing I know, I turn around and my mum and dad walk in and they bought tickets so they could come in with us. Um, <laughs> and I was like, you're having a fucking laugh. I said, like, I can't have one day away from you, can I? But bless them. It was nice for them to kind of come out and do that. Um, I don't know if I'll see them this year. They might come up to Norwich. Um but yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice last year. But I say, as, as regards to to Lowestoft, I don't know. I might go just so I can report back to you. Yeah, yeah, you I, could. Like I say, you could be our queen on the scene and give us a give us a report back. <laughs> queen on the scene, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing the heels. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> no, no, we've already done that story at primary school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you saying about your your mum and dad turning up? That reminds me of the uh, the school reunion that we arranged in the uh, shout out to the Mary Rose Pub in St Mary's Cray. Um, and then we all are with our mates. We've all had our little reunion, and uh, yeah, your mum and dad came bowling in. Oh, I and they know. were staying there the night. I seem to remember, weren't they? Well, I think they were going to stay the night. Then they walked in and realised it was basically like sleeping under a flyover. Yep. And so they decided to go somewhere else. Yeah, uh, that was that was that was very odd. Mind you, saying that like the the pub that we would have if we did it again, the pub we would normally go to, which would have been the Harvest Moon in Orpington, is closed now. Absolutely. Yep, that's gone. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember that pub, the Harvest Moon, weirdly. Well, I suppose not a million male. You were a Dartford lad, weren't you? So, Well, I worked in SIGCUP as well, so I would have yeah. probably been around that way. So I just, just, rec- just recognised the name, but I mean, we're going back when I was in my late teens, so, you know, millennia ago. <laughs> back in 1864. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give him some credit. It was 1869. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so, do you guys so, have uh, any kind of pride events around near you? Uh, do you know what? I've got no idea. That's really bad of me, but I, I've not seen anything advertised locally. And you call yourself an ally, James, honestly. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Stuart's frantically Googling in the background now. Exactly what I hope that's what he's all he's doing. <laughs> Folkestone. There we go. Oh, is it? Yep. So we've got a Folkestone event. Oh, and they There's normally one do one in Canterbury as well. Yeah. Yeah. So your uh, your companies, uh, do you two now work together, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do your, does, your, does your company do stuff for, uh, for, for Pride Month? So we've got a... Uh, um, 
we've got a, a, a set of diversity and inclusion networks. So um, one of those is LGBTQ plus network. So yeah, they, they do stuff over this month. We do stuff throughout the year, but it's more obviously focused this time of year. Um, so yeah, they do. Um, which, which actually, let's, uh, there's one for you. So can I just ask, what the fuck has happened to the pride flag? <laughs> Well, the, the, the I mean, I swear flag... to God, last year it was just a standard rainbow flag, right? And it has been for a couple of years. It just looks like a magic eye picture now. And I know I'll get a lot of hate for that, but, you know, it's just they've <laughs> added more colours. They've added a weird triangle and a circle, and a, I, don't, I don't get it, so... Well, the, the the so the 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 rainbow flag, the not like the, the the gay flag, as it were, because I mean I don't know whether you're aware, there are lots of flags. There are a lot of flags for pretty much everything. So yeah, you know, like bisexual, transsexual, or you know, trans, all that kind of thing, gays. Um, and I think what they've done is it's called the progressive flag. So though we still right. have, is though we use just the normal rainbow, the progressive one kind of includes. Um, pretty much the trans flag on top of that as well uh and i think uh, they've introduced excuse me they've introduced a like a little gold ring which i believe is for um intersex i believe um but yeah so that's that's all kind of i think that's come in within the last couple of years i think maybe maybe two or three years um so yeah that's kind of it's 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 there as a, a a progressive thing um to kind of make sure that everyone's represented on one flag um interesting there okay are... got wonder yeah. where it ends though to be honest um well <laughs> yeah well i mean so, so I don't, many colors it depends on how many um on how many more things they want to add to it i suppose mm. yeah interesting mm. okay so Googling has, uh, has unearthed some interesting stuff about the Kent Pride Marches, <clears throat> which right. I find quite funny. So in Canterbury, we have got the likes of Liberty X. I mean, come on, that's a blast from the past. Brilliant. Fantastic. And Drag Race star Danny Beard. So we've got some people coming in there that, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. We've got the Dartford Pride. We've got um, the likes of Gareth Gates and uh, Twist and Pulse from the old... Uh, X Factor days, not not bad. Yep. You know, it's pretty good. And then you've got Deal Pride. That was it. I'm sorry, you got what Pride? Deal Pride. Oh, they've they've got nothing. Yeah, I That's thought it. he said something got... else as well. Then I've got to say, <laughs> <laughs> it's the accent. It's the yeah. accent. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I just thought it was quite funny. Everyone's got all these wonderful people. You just got this. These are just going to be joining us. You've even got Bewitched. Oh God! Don't tell my missus that. She'll be dragging me down to Margate right? for that. Oh, oh well, and, and Duncan James, <clears throat> who Duncan, Duncan from Blue, James from Blue. Oh yeah, because yeah, he's bisexual. So all these, mm-hmm. yeah, you got all these people that you got these wonderful. You just go to somewhere like Deal and just goes, yeah, we're going to march. Oh, where's your where's your special people? Where are they? Well, you'll one? probably find a lot of that. Those ones that where you just go and you just march, they're usually the ones that are free. The ones where you've got. Um, and this is, I think this has been a massive bone of contention for a lot of people over the last, God, 10 years, I suppose, <clears throat> is that when you get these, I mean, I would say bewitched, bless them, but they're not like A-listers now, are they? <laughs> but like, oh, she'll have you for that, I'm telling you. <laughs> 
but like you know you've got uh you've got these these pride events which have gone i think from being what the whole purpose of pride was which was a a, a protest to kind of just being a festival and i think you you know you kind of get more people just kind of going because it's got they got bands and acts on um and so therefore what ends up happening is they oversell it like for example i think uh in cardiff they've got sophie ellis baxter and jody harsh is who's a is like a uh a dj or something so they that there's that's at um wales but then you get the other ones like card at like um manchester and london and they'll have like massive acts there in brighton <clears throat> and it's just it's gone away from being that and that's why it's so expensive mm. uh, i think it's like a I think it's like over a hundred quid for two tickets just to go and stand in a park with like a thousand other gays all screaming at Sophie Ellis Baxter or someone. <laughs> a, a screaming, it's, it's yeah. Crazy, I, I, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I have to say that like, I went to a Manchester Pride. Uh, oh God, a couple of years ago now, and it was just so busy. It was like you you got quite like the roads are quite you know wide and what have you but like there was so many people that you just couldn't move um and and trying to get a drink is a nightmare you know you're, you're kind of um trying to get to the bar and you can be standing there for a good half an hour 40 minutes so that's that's you know that's a shame yeah. when they just kind of let loads and loads and loads and loads of people in but again that's one of the ticketed ones but you'd normally get like you say with the little ones um well, you probably won't get that many people because they haven't got anything there to draw them to, which is a shame. It's think, probably um, quite a nice intimate event, I suppose, really, for, for that kind of event mm. as well. So you want to go to the big, you know, show dancey type stuff and the ones that really sort of showcase and get, you know, the cost is there, mm. but there's lots of music, lots of acts and so on and so forth. But then if you're not mm. that way inclined, you know, there's probably a lot of introverts um, that don't want to get involved in that but still want to celebrate. So I guess that's ideal because they're all local to each other, you know. They're not, these places aren't far from you, so it's, it's good to have a, a choice. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Because you know, people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, um, we spoke on the last episode that you were on, Steve, a little bit about this, but it's that it's that time of year where suddenly everybody's a pride ally. Every shop you go into, we're a pride ally, and come and buy our merchandise and everything else. You know. Well, that's yeah. that reasons why yeah. i asked what your business does because like you say you you do get everything now where it's you know oh come in a pride month and what have you and um, I, saw, I think i saw a a delivery or, or or some kind of one of those uber eats things and i was just watching i think you know when you go on youtube um and you have to watch like a thousand bloody adverts before you actually get that two minute video that you want to watch <laughs> and they had like a group of people all kind of like with salads and they all had like heels makeup you know long fingernails and what have you and it was everything and i was like well you kind of you kind of look at that and go is that just because of pride month or are you doing that because you know you're actually genuinely inclusive mm -hmm. um but then i think i'm just an i'm just an, a bitter old gay i think that's what that is <clears throat> but yeah it's a pain like everything has rainbows on it now um and then they charge you double the amount <laughs> for stuff just because it's Were got you... a rainbow on it yeah, you said last time, didn't you? What was it about? You said there was you were, you bought something, but there was two of them. I can't remember. It was one well, was in a rainbow tin or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lip balm. It was in Superdrug. Yeah, that uh, was 
and one of them was like 99p and then the other one was like 299 or whatever even though it was the same product but the tin mm. just had a rainbow on it <clears throat> and you're like it's crazy damn. isn't it yeah it is it's absolutely crazy um but unfortunately that's that's yeah that's uh that's a problem when you, um, when you kind of see it you've seen all this stuff that's going on in america with budweiser uh it's bud light isn't it yeah they they basically did a deal didn't they with the, i think it's a trans person to to promote bud but it you know it's backfired for them massively in that sense they've had so much backlash from it that they've now lost their spot in america as the as america's number one beer yeah i think because a lot of that was like because you've got all their concert what, what would be their conservatives over there all kicking off yeah and they're all like boycotting the, the beer and stuff and I mean, I think to be honest, with you, I think it's I think it's quite ridiculous. Mm. Like, you know, why shouldn't you have a trans person, of, you know, advertising beer? Because what trans people don't drink Bud? I mean, yeah. it's like this is ridiculous. But then this is in America. Well, it was Bud Light, to be fair. Well, <laughs> you've been shady for Bud Light for. But oh no, no, just uh, I'm out to get as much hate as I can out of this uh, episode. Obviously, you know. <laughs> But no, I, I think it's I think it's crazy. I mean, everything in uh, at the minute. I mean, and this is the this is the thing that we're kind of noticing just recently is like all these kind of things have started to ramp up a little bit. Mm. Um, and it could be just because I obviously follow a lot of stuff. I'm seeing a lot more. But like, you've got like in Florida, like uh, is it the Don't Say Gay? Yeah, um, which is a problem. Um, and all these kind of like things with trans uh, with the uh, drag queens and stuff over in America, where they're banning drag shows and what have you, and it's just because they say it's terrible, it's bad for children. And you just think, really? I mean, we've had drag queens forever. And like, oh, Dame Edna, prime example. This is the thing: is it's it's yep. just it is absolutely crazy. Um, I mean, like to have like like I say that don't say gay thing in America, where it's like I think it's a bill prohibiting discussions of like sexual orientation and gender identity and all that lot on the other. And it's like, that's so damaging for kids. That's more damaging because if you've got kids there who are, you know, LGBTQ or in the queer community, they're going to make it, it's going to make them feel bad about themselves because mm-hmm. they're like, God, I'm wrong or I'm this or I'm that. I just think that's disgusting that that even now in 2023, that we can have, well, like America, who's a first world country, have stuff like that going on. It's yeah. just absolutely craziness. Um, but, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess my my personal view of that is that I think it, because it's, you know, being shoved down people's throats so much in the wrong way, it's it's turning people against the whole community. And I don't think that's necessarily the community's fault, but I think it's so toxic at the moment but i think like from to, to to play devil's advocate is like the fact is like i mean if you're if you're if people are if, if what they're being told about in schools was explicit um just like i'm sure if they did it for heterosexual relationships it would be wrong but to to, to not discuss stuff um because of whatever reason mm. i think I think is bad because you you know you can't just ignore the a whole a whole demographic of people just because a few people find it uncomfortable 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of, there are gay people out there. There are lesbians, there are, you know, bisexuals and all this lot and the other. And there is almost 100% chance that this group of people who are learning about it will be, some of them will be in that. Yeah. And I, but I do, I do, I agree that like there are, you get you like your extreme lefties who are triggered by absolutely everything. And, you know, uh, and I think that's the problem is that that's what people look at. They see these people who, you know, who are these activists and all this on the other, but they're just too far, you know, that side. Um, and that's the problem is that's what people see it as. But I do think like, I do think it needs discuss. I think it needs to be discussed mm-hmm. um, because it's educating. You know, this whole ignorance is bliss thing just doesn't work. You know, and that's where the problems lie when people are ignorant and don't know because that someone somewhere decides that they don't think it's right that a child should know that. You know, there are gay people in the world. Um, <clears throat> yep. it's 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 crazy. This is the problem, I, um, though, isn't it? This is this is where you look at anything anywhere across the world where everybody's got an opinion, mm. and you get groups of people that decide that it's wrong, and you sit there and you just go, "Well, who kind of made you the judge to decide that what's happening there is wrong?" And much like anything that happens in the world, is it then creates hate because then you get other people listening to what people say and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And like you say, it's, it, you know, talking about things like this in school is important because it's still part of history. However you look at it, it's, it's part of the makeup of the world and people need to talk about it and you need to educate people so that if you educate correctly in school, you're more like, you're more likely to bring up children that are more tolerant. Mm. And that's the bit that you're looking for, isn't it? If you don't educate people or you start, masking what really happens out there to kids, then they're going to start believing those people that have got those opinions that are trying to drive hatred. So it's, there's got to be a balance that works. But it's educate, not preach, right? I think that's the difference. So, you know, I'm very much like for me with religion, right? You know, I'm, I'm absolutely inclusive and accepting. If you want to follow a certain religion, feel free to do so. Just, you know, I do not want people turning up on my doorstep preaching to me about their religion and trying to convert me to something. So um, I, it just at the moment feels to me like there's so much focus on trying to, uh, I guess this is a good example. I'm probably not explaining it very well. So it's a good example. Why when films are produced nowadays, is there basically like a bingo card of everything we have to tick to get into a certain film, you know, and that, and that comes as, uh, you know, making sure that we've got a complete demographic across the spectrum of, of both race, religion and uh, sexual orientation. Um, and even when that's representing a, a historical based film, I just don't understand it. I mean, I get, I mean, I, I mean, if you, if you, I mean, I wouldn't agree with, like, for example, if you had, I don't know, someone who is uh, historically straight, for example, if you then portrayed that person as gay, I'd be like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. That's stupid. And again, this falls back into what I was saying earlier, when you have people just doing stuff just for the sake of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think like from because I'm looking I can look at it from a very different perspective like when growing up there was absolutely nothing in any film anywhere that would have gay people as a positive role as a positive kind of character if you had gays they would be absolutely mints and queens farting glitter um you know, well, we talk about the like, carry-on films a lot, don't we? There's a good example. You know, there's characters in there. The thing, that none of them were. None of them were explicitly gay. I think there's only mm. one. I think there's one. I think it's carry-on at your convenience. There's one guy in there who's gay, or is it at your convenience, or is it on when they go on holiday and he shares with the guy and he's obviously gay and fancies the straight guy. Yeah. Um, again, he comes across as as very effeminate and very kind of um, stereotypical. And I think the problem, I think the thing is now, like with movies, I think because it's out there a lot more because you hadn't never probably noticed it in films before because people just didn't want that in films. And I think the the, the ideas have changed um, and the mindsets have changed about those characters. Now, for me, um, I... I like having characters in there, but I don't like it shoehorned in just because, oh, look, we, we need to have a... We need to have a, a, a you know a queer character in here. Mm. If you find out that they're gay or it's hinted at or whatever, but it's not it's not specifically kind of this is the whole thing, then I'm all right with that because it's more realistic. If you have it just as as a as a, as a thing to put in there, then that's when I take issue because I'm like, well, that's pointless. You didn't need to tell me that your character was gay no more than you tell a straight actor or a straight character. You don't emphasize that they're straight. So I think it's difficult because I can see where you're coming from Mm. in the fact that, you know, it's very kind of like everything now has to be this. And if it's not, then it can't be on. And I, and I do understand that, but then I see it from a different perspective when I look at it and go, it's nice to see well-rounded formed gay characters because I'd never had, I'd never seen that before where we weren't a joke. No, and I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think it's if they're if it, the representation is done properly, mm. then you know that I think that's that's great, and it's it's really good to have that kind of broad spectrum of characters. It just, like I say, sometimes just feels like there's a tick box exercise going in on in the producers' room somewhere, you know, to make sure that they get representation from all the different areas into, well, into would- films and TV shows. And that's the thing they would be, and that is the mm. thing they do. They do need that, you know. They that that is something that they will be doing is looking at going. Well, we need to make sure we've got this, this, or this. And um, uh, for example, like they've. I mean, it's not gays or anything like that, but I think it's. Oh God, it's a country. I can't remember if it's Australia or somewhere where they're redoing The Office. Have you seen that? But it's completely women. Every yeah, the Australian version. Yeah. 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 Well, did that with um, Ghostbusters? Didn't they? Well, yeah, they that didn't go very well, did it? But, um, but you know, it's things like that that you know you kind of you know it's it's about trying something different and and what have you. But yeah, no, I can I can understand you know how it might come across as just like oh my god, here we go. Um, but again, that goes that goes back to the to the um, the same what I was saying. When if you're just doing something just for the sake of doing it, it's silly. You know, I think yeah. that's where you, some people kind of um, take issue with it, but mm. it ain't going to change. Do you know what I mean? It's, they're going to no. we'll, we'll go we'll go round in a in a whole whole circle, <clears throat> but yeah, it's yeah, it's I suppose it's the, the world we're living in now, isn't it? 
It is, really yeah. is, yeah. But I think it I think is. you're I think you're right. What you're saying is, is you know, when you're saying you've got directors sat in a room going, How do we tick this box? And if you you know, I didn't really think about it sort of how you put it there, but if, if you're gonna portray it more like normal life rather than an a in your face kind of attitude, you know, this is you know, you're looking at a well portrayed gay couple on uh you know, in a show as opposed to a carry on style event then mm. it's it makes sense to do that because that's the way the world is changing yeah so so you've got mm. the, the inclusivity has to be there because of that and I, I guess that's that's the bit that that people probably don't understand is they're so used to seeing what they consider normal that when you put something like that on the television and in front of them they're like well they've just done that because they're ticking a box and actually yeah they probably are but if you get it done right, then you probably wouldn't even notice, right? Because that's just life now. Well, yeah. So. I mean, I think this is this is the. I mean, this this kind of goes to like um, when you see guys, uh, they're, they're straight guys. Not all, obviously. Last this before, but like you get it's easy. Like straight guys are more comfortable when you are mincy because they can identify you in, in, instantly. Um, but when they don't, when you're not walking around with a feather at your ass and stuff like that, that when they're all be like, Oh God, I didn't know you were gay. And you're like, Oh, sorry, I forgot to bring my rainbow cape today. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of the stuff, I think why people have issues with that is because they're worried that gays are going to treat them the way they would probably treat women when they're out. Um, but again, that goes back to the whole kind of education thing of, you know, they're so used to seeing people like that. That's how they associate you with being gay. Because the amount of times that I've had people say to me, oh, you don't look gay or, or you don't sound gay. And you're like, do you, you realise how offensive that is, right? That's just so stupid. <laughs> Didn't walk out the house with your criteria tick this morning, did you, Steve? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on. What do I need to bring with me today? They say rainbow cape. <laughs> Glitter. Yeah. Nail yeah. varnish, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, just get the unicorn out the stable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What euphemism's that? <laughs> well, Where's its horn? Ask, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that is. Uh, but again, I think we are getting we're getting better, and I think I think eventually what will happen is it will become so so commonplace and so for the want of a better word normal that people won't even see it anymore and i think it won't be an issue the only reason it's an issue now is because you have people online and stuff like that and, they, and, and social media and stuff and everything just gets so amplified by that that um it's just yeah it's 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 crazy mm. um, i really wonder what the world would be like if we didn't have social media in terms of how the acceptance would have changed for gay, lesbian, etc. I just wonder, or or how widespread the gender conversation would have gone without social media, if it really would have gathered legs and gone anywhere. Well, I suppose when you look at, I suppose in some ways, I mean, that's where, I mean, it's, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because you've only yeah. got to look up until any, well, any time before it as to what it was like, and it was stagnant. Um, in fact, today I was looking on YouTube uh, for something whilst I was doing something and I saw a video from the 1960s that had come out in America which is called Beware Boys 
and it's kind of like this this infomercial done by this uh, American police uh, department um, talking about how homosexuals are um, you know, got a disease of the mind and uh, you know you've got to be careful of them and uh, you know they're, they're a predator and stuff like that <clears throat> and you look at that and think well if you're only being told that and you've got no other way of seeing other people's opinions that's what you would see it as mm. and i think in some ways like i say it, it's a double-edged sword because you've got people going online and they're still spouting this shit um on online and people read it and people who are you know so small-minded that they'll believe everything they read instantly see that and like oh yeah of course every gay is a pedophile every gay is a, t- a predator or this on the other mm. um <clears throat> But then on the other side, like I think we probably would still be in a very stagnant place if we didn't have uh, the ability to kind of sh- share out um, actual knowledge. And I think that's where social media has helped in the fact that like it's become more wide, more mainstream and stuff like that. And um, I guess it's like the more you see it, the more it becomes normalized. Yeah, there is good that comes with the bad as such, isn't there? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think the, the media are, you know, you look at, I don't know, I might have rose tinted, tinted spectacles on here, so please tell me to shut up if I'm wrong, right? But that kind of, you know, the, the late, say, 70s, the early 80s, it was, you know, pretty acceptable to be out there and be gay. And then, you know, the whole AIDS epidemic started and there was some really damning commercials put out on telly. Uh, without you know really truly understanding the facts sitting behind it and that it was kind of from that point onwards it got a bit uh you know there was a real negative negative side around being identifying as gay well i mean um with regards to like being legal and decriminalized and stuff like that i mean in the 70s excuse me it was still it was still kind of frowned upon and, and illegal in some places. Mm. Um, not in the, I mean, in, in England, I think it was ni- 1967 is when it stopped being illegal to be gay. Um, I think for, and then I think it wasn't until like in the eighties, like in Northern Ireland and Scotland that they decriminalized it. Um, mm. <clears throat> you know, it was still, it was still bad. Um <clears throat> And it's it's really it's you know you to think to even to think that that it was one time that you would be arrested for yeah. being who you are is just absolutely mind boggling. Um, and to think it's not even it's not even like obviously I know you have like you have you had people who were who was um, like that against people of different skin color and stuff and you know you couldn't do this and the other and you had to have separate bathrooms and what have you. But like you wouldn't be arrested legally just for being a minority, no. whereas you could be if you were gay. And I just think that's absolute craziness that we even, mm. you know, even had that. I mean, it was like, I don't know what it was called now. I think it's called the, <laughs> I really shouldn't laugh, but it's called the buggery law, which is, right. absolute, yeah, it's absolute craziness. And it was like, um, it's something like Henry VIII. Let's be honest, if anyone's buggering anyone, Henry VIII was probably all over that. <laughs> um, but like yeah it was it was basically yeah. well like, he had he had eight wives let's not talk about how many husbands <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's craziness mm. but there's only one place they lost their head anyway i'm not going there 
<laughs> oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> I just felt like I needed to lower the tone a little bit. It was getting too serious. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to jump straight back on it. So, interestingly, oh, what's steady. your... Uh, I know, right? Oh. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, I've got to stop smoking those 20 a day. Um, what do you think about the whole... Yeah, what do you think about the whole Philip Schofield thing? Um, I think it was very ill-advised to do what he did. But obviously, from when you look at it, there hasn't there wasn't anything illegal that he did Mm. because when they slept together, I think it was twenty-one. Yep. And they were kind of like, and obviously they're investigating, and, and there hasn't been a night. And both of them have said, "Look, no, there wasn't any impropriety." I mean, yes, there's the there's definitely the kind of like abuse of power and shit like that. But when you look at it and you think, "Yeah, probably ill advised. You're a man and you're whatever, and you're you know you're dating a 21 year old and you're old enough to be his dad." You know, ill advised, especially in the in because he's an, he's a public person. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean. Let's be honest. If you if you knew somebody who was like forty five or I don't know how old he is, fifty or whatever, and he's fifty five and he's kind of dating a twenty one year old, people wouldn't even bat an eyelid at it. I think because no. it's like online and or it's you know he's he's in the in the view of everything, it kind of um, it amplifies it. <clears throat> um, but then that whole situation annoys me because I saw that that footage of what's her name holly willabooby or whatever her name oh, is. oh yeah 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 and um you know she's she does that whole thing of like how are you are you okay i'm shocked she's like fuck off love you knew you don't work with someone for that long especially when the guy was i mean let's be honest if you're in an office and someone's having a romance you and even if you don't know him you're all like those two are definitely banging yeah definitely banging. yeah so you know and if you're if you're someone that you went on holiday with and you were close friends like those two were, and not to know that they, something was going on, you're chatting out your ass because you knew yeah. exactly what was going on. I think yeah, it's damage limitation at that point. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't think... I, I, I just think, you know, what he did was ill-advised, but then, you know, it was he didn't do anything illegal. Had he done that when this kid was 15, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's absolutely fucking wrong that's disgusting uh and you should be classed as a nonce but he hasn't to the well to our knowledge from what we see there hasn't been anything there and like i say both of them have agreed you know both said and made statements and stuff and said no no no, nothing like that ever happened um Mm. yeah i mean that's that's my opinion no no I, i think you're right what what i think really got to me was how much airtime this got. You know, it basically oh. drove the guy to the point where he went on national telly and went, do you want me to die? Because, you yeah. know, that, so from a, from a mental health point of view, seeing him in that interview, in that state, was kind of like, wow, this guy really has been pushed to the edge, you know? And that, that was the bit that got me as well, because I saw that, you know, it's, it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's everywhere, isn't it? Pretty much, you've got these, mm. you know, you'll mm. see that history. You look at the comments in there. What really got me, which I thought was awful, is, is you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you think of somebody as a person if they're suffering and they're genuinely suffering from mental health issues and they've got problems. And they at the point where they're going to go, do you know, do you want me to die? 
And then you read these comments just going, yeah, suffering on your millions of pounds. And it's like, it's, it's that real kind of blase attitude to go, well, if somebody's got mental health issues, money will just make it better. Mm. You know, and it, it's not, and that, that really got to me. It was like, well, what? that's a really childish and inappropriate thing to say to somebody that's clearly suffering somewhere, regardless of what it's for. But that goes that goes back to earlier on where people just believe and that people mistake feelings for facts and they're mm. like, Well, I feel like this, so this is exactly what happened. And guess what? You know, Big Bird sixty nine thinks this, so it's gotta be true. And you look at that and and a person is intelligent, but people are fucking stupid. And when you get them all online on TikToks and Twitter and all this that on the other, they just it's all just a place of hate. Um and people don't look at the human aspect to it and like you've just said just because a guy's got millions of pounds in the bank doesn't mean he's not going to be unhappy do you know what i mean i've got i've got more money than someone who's living on the streets but that doesn't mean i'm going to be any happier than that someone who's got less money than me so yeah i i, I agree and i think that's the that's that's the problem is that i think people just are just so horrible people are just generally can be quite horrible um but again, and, and that's think... the the dark side to social media, isn't it? That's your, oh, God, yeah. you know, the, the the horrible bit where people can hide behind their screens, behind their keyboards, they can say what they like without any re- real repercussions. But then this is the other thing: is like you you see all these things, like this whole Philip Schofield thing. That's what everyone's concentrating on in the news. What they should be concentrating on is, and uh, here we go. I'm gonna probably alienate fifty percent of whoever. But like you've got an absolute corrupt government where you've got people doing what they're doing and, you know, fraud of at billions of pounds disappearing. And you've got the cost of living crisis and people can't afford to feed their kids. And you've got all that. And that's the stuff that should actually be uh, reported on in the news. But they don't. Instead, they're just like this and whether or not Roald Dahl books should be rewritten. And you think well, that's not really what the actual issue is, is it like this really? doesn't it's not really news guy has an affair with a bloke younger than him it was a legal age i know let's let's run with this for three weeks that way we can just brainwash everyone into looking at that rather than the real issues that actually are out there and i think that's the problem yep agree uh, agree but it's what that. sells it's what sells the the papers isn't it yeah and stuff that's the problem um and then of course my, you have my go on. oh sorry go on no, no, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, but then you get other sides of the stories when you go into papers like they had recently where uh, a guy was arrested for sunbathing naked outside um, a Taco Bell in Lowestoft for sunbathing naked. Oh, fuck's so, sake. You know, I got off with a caution. Well, I didn't want to, you know, again, I thought I'd have to bring <laughs> this up because this is the only way we're going to get this sorted. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's your all support right. mechanism here. I've moved to <laughs> Wendy's now. Oh, I'm sure she's going to be very happy about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, sorry, what was you going to say? I can't fucking remember now. <laughs> it's the old it's age. Like, it was that way. important. Right? No, I know what I was going to say, right? So um, I, I was chatting to my better half about this the other day. Now, before her and I got together 20-odd years ago, as it is now, wow, um, she was dating somebody that was 10 years older than her. So... I mean, at the time we were 19. So this person was 29. She was 19. I suppose you roll that back 10 years. 
she would have been nine and that person mm. would have been 19. That's and that's thing, where I struggle with the big age gaps in relationships. But I suppose, like, it's hard, isn't it? Because you look at that and you think, yeah. Well, but then the same thing with me. Like, my my better half, because he is, um, he's, like, six years younger than me. Yep. So, like, when I was out Ooh, drinking... You sugar daddy. <laughs> sugar daddy. <laughs> Firstly, ain't no daddy. And second of all, I ain't got no fucking sugar either. No, I meant diabetes. Um, oh, yes, finally. Thanks <laughs> for bringing that up. <laughs> but, like, you know, when I was out drinking with you lot, like, he was in school. And you're like, yeah. fucking hell. So, you know, I suppose, yeah, I guess age gaps. But then you hear that age is but a number. Mm-hmm. But I suppose if as long as they're of age of consent and they're 18 plus and they decide to date a 70-year-old, well, ugh, but good for you. But I, I guess to a degree, you know, it's no different than, than Stu and I going out for a few beers in town and ending up in a, in a gentleman's establishment of some sort. Um, you know, the girls that are getting up on stage there are potentially 22, 23, and we're, you know, in our 40s. A gentleman's establishment. Are Indeed. We talking about an exotic dancing area. I don't know. Are they very exotic? <laughs> they're from Clapham. No, they're, think... they're definitely not. They're definitely not English. Uh, oh, well, I think, yeah. But then that's 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 something different, isn't it? You're just you're there just to see, you know, good-looking women. Um, you know they don't do that for men. They don't have men clubs where like women and gays could go and watch someone just slapping the knives around. I just I don't think that would actually be very, quite attractive, to be honest. I suppose women women have the, they've cornered the market on that side of things. I think there is, you know. Are there? I, don't, I mean, I've never heard of like a, a a strip club where you can just go and watch guys going around on a pole. I mean, you've definitely got like the, kind the of club. yeah, you've got the Chippendales and stuff like that, haven't you? Which are more orientated towards females going and looking at men. But certainly, I've mentioned them on podcasts before. One of the uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is Strippers in the Attic, and the girls there. Um, I've had a couple of guys come on that are um, and been interviewed that are exotic dancers that work at various clubs in Soho and around there. So they they do exist. I guess you just got to kind of know where to look for them. I mean, it's not really my Book thing. Stick it to, to London. Yeah, Googling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not really my thing. Good. What's this here? <laughs> I mean, that's not really that's not really my that's not really my bag, to be honest. I, I couldn't think of anything more awkward. Mind you, Sandra, I did I did go to I think it was uh I went to Cardiff, in fact. There was a there was used to be a little kind of cabaret bar there, which um was called Minsky's. It was great fun and uh we went there once and it was on a, a, a ladies' night, but obviously homosexuals could get in. And I remember they had like this massive long bar. It was kind of very coyote ugly. And then they kind of moved the stage down to turn the middle part of the bar into a stage. And they had this big American stripper guy coming on and he was obviously stripping and he had his American flag. And <laughs> he he put so much baby oil on him. Honestly, I've never seen so much baby oil in my entire life. But then, of course, you know, when they have the flag 
uh, and they start kind of like hitting it against the flag so you can see it. And I was like, oh, God. And I was literally stood right at the front. And then he whipped off the flag and he kind of, again, flicked his uh, his um, freakishly large member towards the audience and uh, it shot baby oil off of it. And I got baby oil in the eye off of a stripper's dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what more could you want from an evening out, right? Why have we waited that long in this podcast for that statement to be made? I mean, that's, yeah. this is the gold <laughs> stuff that people want to listen to, right? Oh, yeah. shit. It was, All the regulars will have uh, switched off by now. They will have missed that, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, well, that's right. You can just edit the other stuff out. <laughs> yeah. We'll just move it's that three to the minute front podcast, of the podcast. But it's got some great yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you should do a trailer, and the trailer just literally put that bit in there. And I got baby oil in the eye off of a stripper's dick. Tuning next month to find out the story. <laughs> you wouldn't hear Jeremy Clarkson say that, would you? <laughs> well, I would hope Jeremy Clarkson wouldn't be in that situation for, oh, God, can you imagine him as a stripper? No, no, I can't. No, no, sorry, <laughs> no. Just to kill that dead right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm obviously the only one. <laughs> I, I'm now worried about the content you're looking at. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Brilliant. But yeah, right. No. Well, we have. Well, blimey, we've done over an hour. Crikey. No, it's just chatting stuff. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I want to, you know, just before we we turn to the the dodgy dad jokes, we uh, let's talk a bit about. Um, have you seen anything good recently? So I'll kick it off, right? So I I've been watching a TV series called Yellow Jackets. Oh um, yeah, it's good that. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, really, really good. Kind of reminds me of a bit of like Stranger Things and Lost, kind of mashed together a little bit. Um, really enjoying that. So that's worth a watch. Sounds like you've already done that one, Steve. Um, yeah. So it's good. Um, and also, just spoiler alert for anybody that's out there. Um, I want to talk about the new Flash film. Have you seen it? I- I've seen most of it online, just through people bloody posting spoilers. So um... <laughs> no spoilers. I don't want to hear any. All right. Well, maybe we'll let the edit this in after Steve's dropped off. <laughs> um i'm very impressed with the amount of effort they've gone to to appease the fans in terms of uh cameos most of it via cgi but still you appreciate the nod that's there but but one i do want to specifically call out Stephen, it is a spoiler i'm afraid so if you want to stick your fingers in your ears i totally understand oh so, okay do you remember when we went to the the premiere of batman and robin way back when and saw bat nipples. He's put his fingers in his ears. <laughs> so, um, interestingly, George Clooney does make an appearance in the film as Bruce Wayne, which I thought was quite interesting. And it is actually him. It's not CGI. And he has a couple of lines. So, uh, I thought that was really cool. That's not so bad. That's good. Yeah. The more the merrier, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right, Steve, you take things out your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was put. I had my hands over my ears, so I didn't hear any of that. So no, that's fine. <laughs> right, so you got well. You've got till Monday till this episode comes out to go and watch it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, shit. Just turn off one hour in. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, because you'll fuck my stats up on Spotify. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Stu, have you been watching anything? Anything you can recommend to anybody? Yeah, no, I, I watched, um, and I watched it in about a day, day and a half, was a TV show on Netflix called Inside Man with David Tennant. Okay. I, I can't really elaborate too much on it without giving away too much about it but essentially he plays a priest uh, or a vicar in the uk <clears throat> and something happens that puts him in a, a specifically difficult situation um and it's linked with uh another person stanley tucci plays a convict in america and the the whole show is based across two different places with lots of different storylines mix, mixing into each other. It's just, it's very much worth a watch. It's only four episodes. They're about 50 minutes long. So you can mm. get through it quite quickly. But I mean, I, I, I just stumbled across it, but it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Okay. Inside man. I, I, I've, I've watched some of them. Um, and it's, it's, it is good, but it is also infuriating. Because I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's moments where you're like, "Why the fuck did you do that? Why wouldn't you just what, do exactly? This? Yeah, idiot. Yeah. Like, like from the first episode, about 20 minutes in, you'd have gone, you could have solved all of this if you'd just done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Would have been a shit show then. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> Ooh, so I'm trying to think. What uh, I assume I get to to kind of say if I've been watching anything good recently. No, no, you don't. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Um, I, oh God, what have I been watching? So I have started watching, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm late to the party, but Stranger Things. Yep. Awesome. So I've watched the first season and I'm actually, you know, it's quite good. Um, but other than that, I think there's a thing called From. Have any of you seen that? No, but I do want to no. watch that. So I'll, um, I'll take your, uh, your, your review of that when you're done. Yeah, so so from I've seen the first season and I'm I'm starting on the second season without giving anything away. <clears throat> it's definitely one of those shows that um is so creepy. Like really creepy and it's done really really well. Um but it, it's good if you are starting to watch it now because you'll be able to watch it at the end because they have a cliffhanger at the very very end. And unlike everyone who watched it at the time, you had to wait over nearly a year to find out what happened. You can go straight into it because obviously it started uh, again. So, yeah, from would be my uh, my my recommendation. Yeah, I think I'm gonna cool. uh, gonna definitely add that to my very soon to watch list. Excellent. I'll move on to that after I've finished Yellow Jackets. Very good. Okay. Right. Well, so let's uh, let's wrap up with the usual round of dad jokes. Uh, Stu, do you want to go first? Oh uh, yeah, my ones. My one's quite long, said Janan. Um, but it's only just the one this time because usually I've got a couple of them to, to go on. So, um, go for it. Little Johnny comes home from uh, work one day, jumps in bed to his wife Susie, and she shouts to her, Let's fuck. And she goes, Johnny, no. If you want to have sex, let's stop using dirty language. If you want to do it, ask if you can use my washing machine. So he goes, Okay, can I use your washing machine? And she goes, no, you can't tonight. It's low on suds. He goes, oh, for God's sake. Rolls over, goes to sleep. The next day, he comes home, jumps into bed. Susie, Susie, can I use your washing machine? She says, no, it's on a rinse today. You can't use it. Fine. Rolls over, goes to sleep. 
comes home the next day, jumps into bed, just rolls over, goes straight to sleep. And uh, little Susie turns over, knocks on the door, excuse, excuse me, uh, Johnny, do you not want to use my washing machine tonight? And he goes, no, it's all right. It was only a small load, so I did it by hand. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. I guess that's my level of my humour for today. You're welcome. No, that is good. That is good. Steve, would you like to go next? Oh, God. I can't think of one now. Um, oh, God. Uh, you go first. I'm going to have to think of one because I'm trying to... Right. Well, I've got two. One of them's potentially going to get me cancelled. So we'll go with the, the, the <laughs> non-cancellation one first, shall we? Okay. So uh, I was chatting to my missus the other night and she said I need to be more imaginative in the bedroom. I mean, fucking hell. All right, me at 40 being more imaginative. Okay, so yesterday... I went and I dressed up like Darth Vader and I went wielding two giant neon dildos. Right. Then she walked in and ruined all the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. There we go. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Right. And the one that's probably going to get me canceled. Let's go with this. Right. So, What is Hitler's favourite video game? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Go, Go on. on. Minecraft! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that one. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny. It just shouldn't be funny. Oh, dear. Uh, funny, funny story, though. I was just still thinking of yours there, Steve. Yesterday, I was in an office in a quiet room, sat opposite James, and he decided to tell me that joke at that exact volume, where I, there is no way that half the office didn't hear that joke. <laughs> there really wasn't. If they, if they didn't hear it, they're deaf, but it was quiet in there. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> everyone just looking at each other going, did he just say, yeah, yeah, he did. Just, just, yeah. just. Keep looking at your screen and pretend we never heard it. So when HR comes round, we've got plausible deniability. <laughs> Why was James taken off this contract? Well, <laughs> um... <laughs> so I guess I've got one for you. So well, Max then... Clifford, Jimmy Savile, and Rolf Harris walk into an Irish bar in hell, and uh, the barman goes, "Oh no, not you tree again." Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, That's one of those then on that note comments, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, Steve, it's been great having you back on. Um, yeah, chatting to us has been really, really good. So, uh, thank you, and uh, hopefully, you'll you we've not scared you away. You'll you'll come along again in the future and join us. Oh, god, yeah, well, it's more of whether or not I scare your listeners away because I'll be like, fucking hell, an hour? Okay, well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been good fun. I always, I always enjoy it. It's always a good laugh, and uh, yeah, I'll, I would one hundred percent be up for coming back if you'll have me. No, definitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Season well, let's see how the episode next. does first, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just won't know whether it was you or my dodgy joke that did it, you know. I think it's going to be a little from column A and a little from column B. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. Right. Well, thank you guys. It's been great chatting to you this evening. And uh, we will catch up again on the next one. Sounds good. Yeah. Have a good uh have a good uh, rest of the week. Have a lovely week until we get on to recording the next one. And thanks yeah. again, Steve, for joining us today. It's been epic as always. You're, you're very um, welcome. Thanks enjoy me. Cardiff. Thank you. Yeah, I, I will keep an eye on the uh, on the uh, on the socials on the IC and the RFC socials. There'll be pictures on there of the, of the weekend as well. Excellent. Look forward to it. Excellent. Lovely. Well, thanks all, and have a lovely rest of your day. Ta-ta. Bye bye. You can get in touch at sedjournan at onthemend.org.uk or at Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at sedjournan or at onthemend on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you'd like to donate to the On The Mend charity, please feel free to buy us a coffee. The link can be found in our show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will speak to you soon.